All right, we're going to continue with our post-race media availabilities for today's Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 400 at Martinsville. Uh, we are joined by our race winner, William Byron, who has been collecting clocks here all weekend at Martinsville. Uh, his second uh, clock of the weekend here, driver of the number 24 Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolet. We will go straight to questions for William. If you have a question, please raise your hand, and we'll get a wireless microphone to you. We'll start in the back there with Noah. No, Lewis, TSJ Sports. Uh, first off, congratulations, William. Thanks. Appreciate and, it. And then uh, second off, you know, can you just talk a little bit about how the car felt tonight? It seemed like a bit of an odd race uh, here at Martinsville in terms of what we usually see, and, and passing seemed pretty low. Yeah, the pace was certainly high. You know, I don't think I ever – I could never relax. You know, I could never save – I saved tire by just not sliding the tires, but not – you know, I never could back up and, like, save tire and things like that. But I think it's just really cold temps and – you know, anytime it's below 40 degrees, I'd say, you know, the, the tires don't even lay rubber. Um, so that was, that was definitely a factor all night, but normal short track stuff, like take care of your, your rear tires and all those things. And I felt like we did a good job of that. Rudy made some great adjustments. Um, there probably the mid, mid, mid portion of the race got us, um, a little bit better and, you know, just had to manage when we got to traffic and had to be aggressive with certain guys to kind of, you know, either move them or get them off offline to uh, to pass them and and set our gap from there. I thought I thought as soon as we got our car a little bit better, we could work through lap traffic and kind of build the lead. How much could you take from the truck race on Thursday? Obviously, these cars are very different. It's different, but Martinsville, like any short track you go to, it's rhythms, rhythm. So you you know you find that you find that rhythm and. I felt like in the truck, I, I was able to find that rhythm pretty well in that last long run that we had towards the end of, of that race. And just, it's always fun just racing other stuff. I, I've, I don't know why I didn't do more short track racing, you know, throughout the last few years, but it's, it's been a lot of fun to go back to the short tracks and, you know, be with great people on the late model side. And, um, there's, you know, little things here and there that they've taught me that I feel like have, have helped me and, um, all those things, all those little tidbits pay off. And then quickly I ask you Thursday about where you're going to put the clock. Uh, have you figured the first one out and what are you going to do now with the second one? Yeah, probably, uh, probably give one of them to my parents and, and, uh, yeah, probably just, uh, you know, keep the cup one in the apartment because <laughs> that one's pretty special. Anytime you win a cup race, these things are hard. I know it, it looked, it might've looked like we had a dominant race, but these cup wins are really hard. So you cherish them and, Definitely going to try to keep all the trophies uh, together. Gonna go to, we're going to go to Matt, Mark, and then we're going to go upstairs to the press box. Matt Weaver, Racing America. Um, you were in a similar position to win a clock. I think it was 2019, late, late caution, kind of made it go away. Um, Jeff Gordon has been so good here for so long. The 24 car is synonymous with modern Martinsville history. Is it, are you aware of any of that in, in your place now adding to that legacy? Uh, Chase wasn't able to do it. He came close too. But are you, like, aware of your place in history now, 24 Martinsville? Yeah, it's special because I feel like – so when I was a rookie, uh, Jeff was like, hey, uh, let's ride up to Martinsville together. Like, it wasn't even a question. It was like, hey, let's ride up to Martinsville together. I want to show you some things. So he walked me through this place. And just the things he told me. I don't know if they really clicked until I ran second that, that year to Truex and they started to click and I was like, all right, that's it. Like that's the way you get around Martinsville. So, 
just having his, you know, just having his history in the 24 car definitely puts an emphasis on being good here because I feel like it's a place that is filled with history. And if you can win here in the 24 car, it's going to be something you always cherish. So um, definitely a special and, you know, he's got what, 93 wins and however many clocks, you know, we've got a lot of, a lot of clocks to chase, but it's, it's cool to get that advice from him. Those little things that I picked up from him in my rookie year that I didn't really use for a few years. And then as soon as I got towards the front, I'm like, all right, that, that makes sense. I know that Jeff has kind of taken a, a personal investment in, in you in terms of not even just the race craft, but also just the marketing and presenting yourself yeah. you know, publicly. Um, what has Jeff meant to you as far as like your development as a cup driver? Yeah, I think Jeff kind of brought me to the cup series. Like he, you know, I was an ex, I was a kid in Xfinity that was really raw and, and didn't know a lot about the world. And I felt like Jeff brought me into the cup world and said, here's how, here's how things go, you know? And I think that that's been key for me because he's probably been the biggest mentor for me when it comes to how do I manage the team? How do I talk to the guys and um, how do I get things done? You know, when it comes to inside the shop and how I work with people, Hey, I want this on my car or I want, you know, this in the interior of the car. So he's, he was very vocal about getting all that stuff right. And I feel like that's, those are the details that now it's kind of paying off for me. Go to Mark and then to the press box. Uh, Mark Carroll, PRN. William, I've got a couple of questions. Number one, I was talking with Joey Logano after the race. He talked about how you, you brake checked him. He said, I had done this, I would have done the same thing. I asked him, you wish now you would have hit him harder? And he said, yes. <laughs> uh, what were you expecting there? Were you expecting something harder than he gave you in turn one? Yeah, I just knew from, yeah, I just, legend car days i just knew if it, it if it comes down to a restart at the end the second place guy is just trying to move you off the bottom so you know dennis taught me a lot of good lessons back in the day of of that stuff and i felt like that that paid off there at the end i've never really been in a situation like that uh, until tonight but i was like man all right i guess it's kind of like the legend cars you got to keep the car on the bottom and luckily you know he you know i kind of messed up three and four and i was able to um you know, he was right there on my bumper, but I was able to manage that. And my other question is, this is the first time you've had multiple wins in a season. You've done that. Eight that's cool. <laughs> that's eight. <laughs> We've races. been chasing that. That's eight races, only eight races into a 36 race season. So, A, again, how does that make you feel now? And what are you adjusting goals now as far as the, how many races you think you can win this year? Yeah, I think uh, I said it a couple times. I felt like last year left us with a pretty bitter taste um, because I felt like we were we were so close to a lot of wins in that second half of the year. And, man, it just felt like things would happen and things would break down, you know, right at the last minute. And it just it left me with a bitter taste. And I felt like, you know, throughout this offseason, I was, I was pretty bitter about, about that stuff. And, you know, but it was motivation because I felt like we – we could get into this year. Granted, it's a new car. Uh, we had to go through that adaptation process with a new car, but I feel like we're we're starting to learn now um, what we need, and you know it's good to see. And now I feel like all that desire and passion that we had in the off season to 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 prove to ourselves that we could win multiple races is there. Um, yeah, I think my goals for at least last year and this year have been to win multiple races. So I don't think that's changed, but it's a long season. So we've got to, 
and we've got to go to Bristol Dirt and figure out that and go to Talladega and hopefully build on what we did at Atlanta. So I don't know. It's a, it's a long season for sure, but I think certainly we have the pieces to do it. We're going to go upstairs to the press box for a pair of questions. You guys can go ahead in the press box. All right, we'll, we'll go to Kelly down here, and then I'll get the questions from them upstairs. KellyCrandallRacer.com. Uh, first off, you said there about it clicked when you finished second to Truex a couple years ago. What was it that clicked? We've heard that here before from drivers, that it's, it, it would take them either getting lapped and they would watch the leader, or there would always be a moment for them where it clicked. What was it for you wa watching Truex and following Truex that, that it clicked yeah. for you? Well, I can't tell you that, <laughs> but uh, no, I it I don't know. It's just short track stuff. I mean, it. I think it when it clicks, it clicks everywhere. Um, you know, I'd say the mile and a half are a little bit different, but they're still like grip is grip. So you, once you figure out what that feeling is that you want in the car, you know, it, it does click for you. So um, yeah, I just think we're you know I've got great people around me with Rudy. You know, he's grown up on the short tracks. He worked with Kyle a lot in the super late models. And, um, you know, he's got a good idea of these places. And, you know, it just – it helps when you have people pulling the rope in the same direction and you have Rudy up there knowing what adjustments to make. He can see the car go around the track. And, you know, he probably knows before I say anything what I need. So just awesome team. And, you know, we've got – you know, I, I can't forget to mention Raptor. You know, they're on the car with Exalta and – um you know, their promotion there. So pretty cool to have them on the car and, you know, good to get both sponsors a win. So with Liberty a couple of weeks ago, pretty awesome. And you touched on being first repeat winner of the year and being bitter after losing out on some wins last year. So just what does it mean now to cross off the box of first season getting multiple wins? Yeah, I just think it kind of breaks the, breaks the ice a little bit. I felt like, um, you know, I could, I could win a race a year. You know, we've done that for a couple of years, but to get in that multi-win category is hard. You gotta, you gotta lead a lot of laps and we, we were doing that. Okay. But we we're kind of a, I'd say we we're probably an eighth to 12th place team before this year. And, um, I just feel like we're, I just see a difference in the way our guys are this year and, and kind of the attention to detail and, um, it's been good so far. So we just got to, like I said, it's a long season, so a lot's going to change with this car, and we got to keep it up. All right, we're going to go back and try the press box again. Hey, William, Chris Knight, CatchFence.com. Uh, congrats on the win. Um, is it true that you have uh, an upcoming competition in Lego Masters? And if you do, do you have to make room for uh, moving your Legos for the clocks? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm doing some stuff with, with uh, Lego Masters um, soon. I don't, I don't have any idea what it's going to look like or what it's going to be, but I'm supposed to not spoil that. So I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of wait and see, but yeah, I, you know, it's been kind of a busy season so far. So the last thing I built was the Titanic Lego set, which was like 9,900 pieces. So that was pretty wild. was pretty exhausted after that. So I've kind of, it's, it's hanging up in front of my, front of my bed. So it's pretty cool. And you're running for the Kyle Larson on the dirt this week, right? And how will that help you for uh, the Bristol Dirt Race next weekend? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I have no idea what I'm doing. But I think, um, you know, iRacing has helped. You know, they, their dirt model is pretty good. The way the track changes, 
you know, I feel like I've been trying to watch a lot of dirt races to kind of see, you know, how that all works. And luckily last year with Bristol dirt in the cup car, it was pretty much like an asphalt track. It was just a slick asphalt track. Cause it got rubbered in and, uh, you know, you just had to baby the throttle, but I think this year is going to be a little different. So hopefully the running the dirt late model will help me a little bit. Um, I, I want to run a lot more of those cause I, you know, I, I feel like they're, they're a full size car. You can manipulate them. They're not too dangerous. I feel like for somebody like me who has no experience and, um, they've got a, a ton of horsepower. So hopefully I can, my hope would be to run a lot of super late model races on asphalt and some on dirt you know, would be the goal for the future. And the, did we have another question upstairs in the press box? Yeah, Joshua Weatherman, Short Track Report. Uh, after years of declining attendance, Short Track Racing is seeing an amazing regrowth, but it's now struggling due to the pandemic with supplies, namely tires. Do you think it's imperative that drivers on your level go to these tracks to help them market to and bring in fans? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think... Um, you know, I get, I probably get more fans from going to a race at Hickory or Pensacola or, or, you know, New Smyrna than I do, you know, going to do something here at the track. I feel like people see that you're able to do unique stuff and, um, kind of, you know, those guys are really good at what they do. So it's, the racing is no different than, than up here. It's just a matter of kind of different cars and different series. But yeah, I think my next one's Nashville, um, in a couple weeks and hopefully, you know, we can have a good run there and just keep, keep that, you know, momentum going. I do think it's, it's cool to, I wish my wish would be that we had more short track races close by, um, the cup race, you know, and then we could have guys do that, but hopefully in the next couple of years, we can kind of get the schedule synced up. And tell us how important you think short tracks have been in developing talent and growing skills for young drivers to reach this level, including yours when you started. Yeah, I mean, it's big. You know, I think, you know, Cup's its own beast, you know, so we can't discredit. Like, when you get to Cup, there's so much you got to learn. So, you know, you but you just got to be versatile. You know, I think Larson showed that last year. It's just about being versatile and being able to adapt. Um you know, everyone at this level is so good. It always amazes me when we go out and practice for, like, a new track and you see, like, 20 guys just figure it out so quick. It's just amazing to see the talent in Cup. is pretty cool. We're going to go to Aaron. Aaron Bearden, Motorsport Speak. Congrats on the win, William. I'm going to talk about the dreaded P word. I know it's early, but um, last year, strong year for you, top four in points most of the regular season. You get to the playoffs, one bad run. I think Talladega crash kind of undermines all of it, right? This year, eight races in, you've already got more playoff points than you had all year last year. I know you're more concerned about the wins right now, but how important is that for you to be able to make a deeper run when the postseason comes around and avoid those kind of pitfalls? Yeah, it's it's all bonus points. You know, we last year we were like we we're top three in points all year. And that was great, and we were feeling good. And then we get to August, and we're like, oh, shoot, we're ninth in playoff points. Like, where did all that go? So, you know, it was – or whatever, seventh, eighth, ninth, eighth, ninth, around there. So, yeah, we've got to get those playoff points. You know, we've learned that over the over the course of being in the playoffs the last three years and or four years. And, um, yeah, it's just all about getting the playoff points so you can be one of those top three or four guys – Ideally, you'd try to be, you know, like Larson was last year. But, um, yeah, it's really important. 
Going to go to Deb and then Bob. Deb Williams, RacingToday.com. Congratulations, William. You are a very close family. We talked about that years ago when I wrote about you in the Charlotte Observer. Your parents are here. It was, and you said this was for your mom. It was a year ago that she had her health issues. Please talk about how much this means a year later to win this race and how you've dealt with this during this, this year when it's been so tough. Yeah, I mean, you know, to think back to last year, um, you know, the race was on a Sunday, but it was the same weekend as this. And, you know, the first thing that happened was I got back to my bus and, you know, we finished fourth, I think. And, you know, I was like thinking about the race and I opened my phone and my dad's like, call me. I'm like, man, that's weird. Like he never says that after a race. Like he usually says something about the race or, or whatever, you know, but it was like very urgent. So I called him and he told me what was going on and, you know, he told me about it and I'm like, you know, he told me what happened at the track and that she was rushed to the hospital and, you know, it all seemed okay, but they're like, yeah, we, there's this like mass in her brain. Like, we're not sure what it is. And my heart just stopped. Like, I was just like, man, I, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with the emotion of that. Like it was hard to process. And I'd say the the next few days after that, I didn't think about racing at all. You know, it was, it was all about, you know, what was going on. And, and I think as the next 90 to a hundred days progressed, it was, it was still about that, but I somehow had to race too. And that was a tough challenge, but we worked through it and, you know, it, it was, um, you know, like my dad always says, it was a crazy hundred days or crazy 90 days. And, you know, as we got on the other side of that, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of bright side and, um, you know, great to have her here and have them here and just see, you know, how things have progressed in a year. It's been amazing. So, um, definitely makes you count your blessings and be thankful for everything. And, um, nothing more special than tonight to kind of, you know, kind of cap it all off, you know, a year later on the same weekend. So, uh, pretty special and yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, just thankful and, you know, we'll, we'll definitely enjoy this win and, um, it's going to be a lot of fun to celebrate. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm pretty close to them and I've got a great supporting cast with, you know, Max and my girlfriend, Aaron and my sister, Catherine, like I have a great group of people around me that, you know, I feel like when things were tough, like in racing and in life, it's, it's easy to go to them and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Go to Bob. I'm Bob Hockris, Fox Sports. Uh, were you surprised so many other drivers stayed out or was tire wear and track position so kind of rare for this mm-hmm. track that you knew that they were all going to have to stay out? Well, I definitely didn't know what they were going to do. Um, I thought they would do the opposite of us for sure. Um, you know, and Rudy was adamant about that. And I, I think I said something like, I think my tires are okay or something. Cause I was trying to encourage that a little bit, but I, I didn't really want to make his decision. I wanted to see how it played out and I, I wanted to stick with whatever he thought was best. But when he said stay out, I was like maybe 60, 40 on that decision. I'm like, all right, I could see how that would work, but I could also see how that could not work at all. So it, you know, luckily it worked out. I think the three had the biggest decision in that, you know, he decided to stay out in second and everyone kind of followed suit. So, um, yeah, it could have been interesting if those guys had tires for sure. I kind of would have, would have been the odd man out, but 
with the way how cold it was outside i don't know i don't know if you could have gotten cold tires to take off you know it was so cold they took seven laps to take off any additional questions for william go back up front to matt one more for you on the restart where you first took the lead i think it was with chase um was there some kind of a agreement or or understanding on the restart how you guys would work together and what was that yeah we just um watching races here you know throughout the years it it just makes sense for the leader to you know choose the top and have the if you're teammates you know if you're lucky enough to be in that position um you know you just you know he takes the bottom and you work it out off turn two so you know it, it worked out well i thought it was a little choppy with the way that the the next gen accelerates kind of weird like like you, you have grip, and then you, like if you spin your tires, you're you're killed. But it's like as soon as you launch, it's really good. So the first one we did, I spun my tires a bunch, and uh, you know I almost lost second. Um, but yeah, it, it worked out, and um, you know luckily, you know I think he had a pretty good run too. They were really fast, so just kind of all about you know who got out front. Thank you. Any final questions? All right, William, well, congratulations this weekend, and uh, we'll see you next weekend. Appreciate it. Bristol. Bristol. Bristol, baby. I lost where we were going next week.